The biblical authors of today's readings were fascinated by the beauty and the seeming spiritual literacy of creation. For them, the earth and the elements of the environment were an obvious text for their spiritual imagination. Isaiah was in awe of the potential of the rain and the snow to bring fruitfulness from the land. He obviously never lived through a Chicago winter. He found in this imagery a source of praise of God and a sign of the determination of God's word saying it would not return to God empty. It would not fail to produce a fruitful harvest. Paul tells us that our longing for salvation is like the earth giving birth. For ancient peoples and indigenous peoples to this day, they regard the rain as an outpouring of divine origin, and the earth as the mother of fecundity, of new life, for all who inhabit her vastness and respect her fruitfulness. The familiar parable of Jesus draws us into these metaphors of nature both as individuals and as the people of God in our own time and in our own place on this earth. The natural world does indeed lend itself to lessons about God and God's providence and our place within God's marvelous plan of salvation. The power of biblical metaphors is that they take a well-known aspect of one reality and shed light on a lesser-known reality. That's the power and the richness of Jesus' teaching. They're not just about farming or fishing or planting vineyards or harvesting the grape and the grain. They are about the deeper reality and the great mystery of God's plan for God's people. Parables are a spiritual catalyst. They are intended to initiate a change in the life of the listeners. Jesus intends to describe God and the reign of God in ways that not only get our attention, but change our way of thinking. He stretches our imagination in order to affect our views on many issues and change our actions so that they lean into discipleship. Keeping to the image of today's parable, we could say that Jesus wants a new consciousness to take root in our lives. There are lots of examples of Jesus' teachings when he turns the usual expectations of his listeners, and of us too, on their head. And I'm pretty sure he does it on purpose. An interesting feature of today's parable is that Jesus tells it in the past tense. Did you notice? In the text, it's in the past tense. The sowing has already happened. The word of God has already come to earth and to its inhabitants. And he tells the disciples that they are blessed 
because they have seen and they have heard. They know this, he says. But there are those who have not seen or heard, or they have been distracted by other influences and distractions, and the remarkable revelation of God has not produced lasting fruitfulness. But the disciples are blessed because they have seen the action of God and have begun to provide a harvest. But, Jesus cautions, their work is far from finished. There is the measure of the harvest that they need to be concerned about. When a seed of grain is planted, and you would know this if you have a a little bit of farming in your background. When a seed of grain is planted, it begins to germinate and usually produces more than one stem or stalk, possibly two or three, and even more. Each of those shoots become a stem and produce, eventually, many grains at the top of the stalk. Now, a good crop would see a single grain multiply and produce several shoots and then more stems and then numerous grains for the white ripening. A really great harvest would see the single seed produce many shoots and then many stalks and then an untold number of grains in the head of the wheat or the oak. And these many, many grains would then be harvested. Some thirty, some sixty, some hundredfold, Jesus says. Such abundance was not uncommon. And when it happened, it was cause for celebration by the farmer. The seeming random action of the sower echoes the untiring efforts of God to bring about the reign of God. And even if some of the seed falls on unproductive ground, the farmer, who is likened to Jesus, doesn't give up. After all, Isaiah had said in another passage, the rain and the sun came upon the just and the unjust alike. For God's grace and care extend to all. And it's left to all to bring about the harvest. There is still, however, a hidden challenge to us in these biblical metaphors. Can we see divine attributes in our environment today? Can God's word be likened to acid rain? Is there nourishment possible in the contaminated earth? Can the grains of wheat survive in polluted air? What have we done? Some are saying that the human quarantine that we are all experiencing these days has reduced air pollution and made rivers and lakes much cleaner. It makes us realize that the world is not ours. We hold it in trust. Just as we are given the word of God to hold carefully, speak wisely, and share generously for the well-being of everyone.